It's the Just Offside podcast with me, Mike Favela, and I'm joined by my homie, Keith Macubia, and we're here to talk and recap the latest week of football. And what a week we had. We got lots to talk about, Keith. How you doing, man? Doing great, man. Doing great. Didn't um, I've told myself for the last probably about a month and a half that United wasn't going to fuck up my weekends anymore, so I haven't been watching them live. So my weekend was great, man. So you're telling me you did not wake up Saturday morning to watch that? Yeah, I did wake up at Saturday, 7.30 in the morning yeah, to watch United and Arsenal. Yeah, that was on my to-do list this weekend, for sure. For sure. Fuck out of here, man. You know what? I know those ones because when I was back there at 7.30 you, and you know who you're playing or you just know like, the, the, like you said, it'll just ruin the weekend. You don't get up. The alarm goes off I, and you go, nah. The thing was, I was planning to until I saw Arsenal beat Chelsea midweek. Then I know, okay, for sure, I'm not watching that because they're going to be coming in with on form. So, but I'm glad. I'm glad I didn't waste my time. But I didn't I go, obviously, went back and watched uh, most of the game. But what are your thoughts? My thoughts are, you brought it up. We beat Chelsea midweek which was very surprising to me. I couldn't believe that we got that result. And then we scored four goals at the bridge and won. And then I just thought... Yeah, like, yeah. But, the, but Chelsea's lineup. Let's, let's not get that. Yeah, but Chelsea's lineup. But, but bro, Southampton, Palace, Brighton, three games and one goal in three, those three games. Yeah. Not thinking fully like, oh, we're going to put four past Chelsea. Didn't look like we were creating like... It just looked rough. It looked like we're going yeah, to yeah. throw a dry patch. So I didn't think we were going to get four. And when we got two, I was like, word, if we can hold out at halftime, get a draw. And then, yeah, like you said, that Chelsea lineup, the back line with the subs, everything, you can kind of tell that they were a little weak, but getting the three points. And then I thought, typical Arsenal, you get that win and you go into the weekend thinking like, oh, we got some momentum. And then you lose to United. So no fucking I was way, wary. bro. No, you're worried bro. about you worried about United. This I wasn't worried about United. I was worried about ourselves. Like that's Please, the Arsenal. Bro. Like the, the momentum where you go, like, oh yeah, we we beat Chelsea. Like this should take us into the next game. How if, it was, a, if it was away, but going home, there's zero chance United was winning that game at Emirates. Zero. If it was maybe on the road, okay, maybe. But zero chance, were, bro. But I know you didn't watch it. Like maybe no, before. but I did. Yeah, but I did hear we played decent though. Yeah, you guys did. You guys rightfully should have beat us. Maybe not beat, but deserved a draw, I heard. Yeah. Like, if if Bruno, I don't know what happened with the whole penalty debacle and how you don't let that's, the, that's one of the bro, greatest a, penalty takers in the world take Bruno's a penalty. Just, he's so annoying, bro. Yeah, so he's, annoying. Kind of, he's, he's very annoying. He's started to get annoying. Obviously, he's done. What he's done, like, overall... It's hard to, for me to hate on because he did. He's done well for the most part. Obviously, this season's been a mess all over the place for everybody at the club. So it's hard to kind of judge a lot of the guys who have been doing well for us in the past. But this season, man, this guy's been like in some of the big games. He's been brutal, ghost, ghost. And I don't know why he's not just letting Ronaldo take that, bro. Rather Ronaldo yeah, I, missed it. I rather Ronaldo have what missed than did to be Bruno. Exactly. I think when you have him on the pitch, you gotta let him take it. Yeah, like come on, bro. And that's to go and that's to go put two two at the Emirates for all on a hat trick after what he's been through this week. Like who knows what happens after that. But of course Bruno. And 
Well, Ronaldo, obviously not like a gr- great deal amount of touches in the game, but like his presence, like his yeah. goal was incredible. He almost sets up Dallow when Dallow hits the post. Ramsdale made a good save at the near post, but hits the post. If Ronaldo takes that pen, makes it 2-2, I'm sure that if there's anybody, it's Ronaldo that's going to maybe get a third or help to create a third. And that could have swank, like changed the game. That was Arsenal's lifeline in that game. Like, oh, Mr. Penn, okay, now we could possibly go and win it. Well, what do you think of that that last goal in in, in Kedia? Bro, no way. I don't think I don't think But he is block he's blocking the keeper. I'm saying he's blocking the keeper's view. That's the only so thing I say. I was in the pub and I went straight away around everyone. I said, they're gonna call that back. Because you see De Gea go like that. But I forget who it was, maybe Lindelof. But that would be way. obviously that would have been tough. That would have been tough to call back, but it is I think, the, I think the only thing is possibly like the distance that he is away from him. Like if he was like on, like if he was a lot closer, yeah, yeah, like six close. yard box or like just before the penalty spot, then maybe they call that. But it was pretty far out. Yeah. So, I mean, it's amazing three points. It's a great result. I think very lucky to get the well, not draw, but get the three points. And then Bukayo Saka, man, sixteen goals and assists in the Prem this season, man. I'd like to see look at the numbers of when those goals have come against and who he scored who against, against Chelsea. He scored against Man U now. He scored against Liverpool. That doesn't, that, doesn't sure say, that doesn't say anything. <laughs> but he's got the same as Mane. Yeah, but for me, Saka I still haven't seen in the big games come up as much. I'm not. You can't put them in the same sense as about Mane, even though if they're on the same goals and that. But talking about that, what, what do you think about him stepping up for a pen? When he stepped up for a pen against Chelsea, and that's his first pen since that Euro final. But you're up 3-2, right, you know? Yeah, but still. That was his first yeah. first ever penalty for Yeah, Arsenal. okay, but like the pressure is all less. Probably up 3-2. Yeah, but I still, I still rate him actually going up to take it. Because of what they went through and the backlash that he got and everything that came from it. Yeah, but different stage, way different, way Fair different. Enough. But where do you, where do you think, where do you think, as an Arsenal fan, these last what four, five games, four games, five. Looking at your schedule, looking at Spurs, how do you feel? It's a strange one because the next couple, we have West Ham away. Yeah, Let's... both of you got both teams have like sticky, some sticky games, man. Yeah, some sticky. Like the out of the five, there's three sticky. Well, two sticky. Then we play each other, and then the last two are a little bit like weary as well, because they play. Newcastle sticky for you guys, bro. Away. That's why I say. And Everton, Everton yeah. might have to win that. They might I think have. All to. you guys are like every game, man. So but I'm at looking that point, forward to it. At that point, Newcastle won't have to like win any games. Like it won't mean anything. <laughs> People hate Arsenal, bro. They're gonna want to beat you guys at home, and the way they've been playing at home, Newcastle. Yeah, but I think people hate more. I think people hate Tottenham more than they hate Arsenal. Regardless, you can't say it's no team's not gonna want to win a game at home. Of course, but I think like Tottenham play Leicester this Sunday, which is a big game at home. We play Spurs, and then after Leicester, they play Liverpool, and we play Leeds. I think Leeds is our only kind of like, but Leeds are fighting, bro. Leeds, I don't think enough people are talking about them, but I think they get into the mix heavy, heavy into nah. this relegation. No, nah, not at all. 
Bam. Do you know the remaining fixtures? What? Let me tell you this, and you're going to go, possibly. They play Palace tonight, as we're about to record and drop the episode. Then they play City. Then they play Arsenal. Then they play Chelsea. And then they got Brighton and Brentford. That's tough. They other, get than, into the- other, other than City, other than City, and right now the way Chelsea's playing, they'll be fine. I think they're fine. All right. I think I they're think, fine. I think they're, if they two, they're fine. Point. They're not getting. They're not going to get dragged into that, bro. No, bro, I don't think four, so. It's four points between yeah, them. I don't and think. Everything. And you think those teams behind them are going to be? They're going to be winning like that. Well, if you get if Everton win one game, that's one point, and that's relegation. Exactly. Right then there. you have to then you have to win another one, Everton. I don't think they get dragged into that, man. I think um, I think it's Burnley that goes down. Everton will stay. As much as I'd like to see Everton go down, <laughs> but I think but no, I don't think no. Leeds will get carried into that. If they get one more point, they're probably I think they're good. It's a big one. It's a big one tonight with them in Palace. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but that'll be tough at Palace. That is. So yeah, that uh, that whole race for the top four and the relegation battle is really heating up, as we saw, uh, and as you say, with Everton this past weekend against Liverpool. Um, they look decent too. They I had, that back. It was like an Atletico Madrid Diego Simeone type masterclass from Everton for the first first. 60 minutes of the game. Yeah, I watched some of that back, but they look good. They look decent. There's a few shots for PKs they could have at nil no. Anthony but, Gordon was their best player yeah. by far. Oh, by far. And I need to go on record because Joel Belmar, our toffee fan, wanted me to come on and tell you and everyone listening that he's fucking raging at the referees and at the officials and at the result. <laughs> The guy is defeated, bro. God, Joel. It's tough, Joel, man. This might be your last couple games in the Premier League for a while, mate. Oh man, I don't think he wants to think about it. He's he's tuned in to the to the match tonight. He's like Monday night football, lad. We gotta watch. We gotta, we gotta up the palace tonight. <laughs> we gotta get leads in the mix. <laughs> So, oh my god! Hilarious that they could potentially be dragged. Well, yeah, it's going to be a tough couple of goes, and I think we're planning on going to Everton Brentford in a couple of weeks, which could be a massive, massive game for their survival. Because yeah, who would have who would have thought really that Burnley would have beat Wolves two 0 like that, or one 0 there's, there's been so many wacky. <laughs> Those are tough. Those games at the end of the season, your wolves when you're not, you're kind of like in the middle there. Not much to play for. That's what I was saying earlier. Yeah, like a couple of teams can kind of t- they don't take their foot off the gas. But like you said, when you're mid table, you kind of know your position secured. It's a little bit tougher to get find that motivation, especially, yeah, but, uh, but especially if there's not a tournament. Because if there was like a World Cup or like the Euros, like typically that is in like the summer. Yeah, then it's like oh, we're playing still for that. But it's because it's but not. You're playing, but I'm saying just because they're playing a Burnley, it's different when you're at Newcastle playing an Arsenal, you're playing a big club. Yeah, well, we call us a big club. I love that. Bigger, well, bigger than Burnley. Ticket. <laughs> <laughs> now, we both mentioned that we wanted to talk about Newcastle and the turnaround yeah, that they had. 
Because after 14 games, they had seven points. And now, and now they're 20th, sitting at the bottom of the table. And now, as of the 23rd of April, they're sitting at ninth with 43 points. Bro, it's, it's been fucking crazy, this rise. And it's starting to scare me because, like, obviously with the funds they have now coming in, if they can be up and around the Europa League spot next season, for teams like us, um, Tottenham, Arsenal, all those guys in that, like, who are going to be racing for that number four spot for the foreseeable future, man, that's... Then they're going to start attracting players, bro, and that's another team added to that mix, which is like, another fuck me. Team. Yeah. <laughs> since January, since they spent that $90 million in January, they've taken 32 out of 45 points. That's the thing. This offseason will be big for them. If they have a good showing next season, then I think that's when they can make a big, big splash. Yeah, because I think everybody, players now are looking at them and going, oh, okay, are they actually like serious? Are they going to last? Yeah. And if they do, like you said, after that season, then potentially they might go, yeah, I might fuck with Newcastle. Yeah, and then it's going to start attracting those players there and just be like, oh, my God, now it's a big eight. A big eight, man. (laughs) (laughs) The fucking Super League has gone to the (laughs) prem. Yeah. So, but no, honestly, good for them. Because honestly, look at that. They're in relegation, bottom of the league. So this run's been fucking insane incredible incredible just the fact that they're even top half of the table it's not even like they're like 15th 14th like top half after being at that bottom bit and the the only thing wild thing is so when i was looking at the numbers is that when they were in 20th and bottom of the league at that point they were minus 14 goal differential and they've climbed the ninth but they've still somehow have a minus 15 goal differential crazy which doesn't really, really make sense. But yeah, the Prem, the Prem is heating up, man. Five, six games left for majority of clubs. It's going to be a race. We're almost yeah. in the month of May. And that's where... Nice. Uh, there's races. Like, it's just nice that there's... Um, obviously, I think the title will go down to the last day, which will be sick. Top four should go, last, should go down to the last day. But I think whoever wins that North London Derby will win the... We'll finish fourth and then obviously the race at the bottom man so a lot of stuff a lot of stuff to keep tabs on and yeah that north london derby on a thursday night is going to be wild wild all right let's go and let's focus on the other title race that's become absolutely wild and we've obviously been following it in Assyria because now it is officially it definitely is i mean i'm not one to fucking call it official but it's a two-horse race. And Napoli have left the building and they've blown it this weekend with a, a worse lead in football. Shows again. 2-0 up on Empoli and they lost 3-2. So they're not making it back. And we have the race between AC Milan and Inter Milan. It's the lovely, fu- man. The, crazy, the dope thing is it's, like, it's very similar to uh, Liverpool City. Like as one one game, one team's constantly like in has a game in hand. The way it works yeah. out when the other team wins, they go up like a point or two points, whatever it is. It's back and forth, and you're constantly putting pressure on like the other club to perform as well. Yeah. And I think we saw we saw the scenes last night in with AC 
coming back in Rome against Lazio, being down 1-0, and for Tonali to score in the 92nd minute, like, ripping off his shirt, celebrating, like, they want it, bro. It's there. I hope they fucking get it, but the way Inter's been looking, man. Well, Inter had no problem with Roma on, I think it was Saturday, or maybe even Friday. No problem. They were up 3-0. I, I had the notifications on. I was checking. It was 3-0. Brozovic scored a fucking banger. He never really scores bangers. It was... It, it shook me up a little bit because I thought maybe Mourinho was going to pull something. But then I was kind of thinking, yo, this guy's a former Inter guy. Maybe he kind of just let them go by and so that they could get the Scudetto. But they're fighting They're fighting for European places. It's going to be interesting, man. Who are you backing? Who are you backing in Italy? Only thing is, I looked at the remaining fixtures for Inter. And the remaining fixtures for Inter are a little bit more favorable than than AC the fact that both of them don't have any well Inter still playing in um, the Coppa Italia AC Milan have no other games to worry about so I think Inter still have the upper hand obviously it's only one point but that game in hand and the run of games that they have I think Inter Inter take it yeah because they have that game in hand they play tomorrow I think right yeah, but I think that's the Coppa Italia game. Oh no, they play no they they play on Wednesday. On Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday Syria. against Bologna. Syria, yeah. So yeah, their remaining fixtures are like I mean, the next three are Bologna, Udinese, and Empoli. And then they play Cagliari and Sampdoria. So it's not like Yeah. But like again, you could hope that one of those teams maybe plays spoiler or does something and messes with them a bit. Because they got to play Juventus on the 11th in between those Empoli and Cagliari games. Yeah, I don't think both teams. I don't think both of them are winning out. Regardless, yeah. someone, one of them will drop a point. Mad interesting though, because that race, yeah, especially like they're At so least, close. Because like if you look, obviously in what Paris, obviously it was done early. Germany was done early. At least England, Italy, we have. In Spain, obviously, it's done early, too. It's either England and uh, Italy will have it down to the wire. And that's what we want to see as football fans. We don't want the season to be over already. We don't want trophy celebrations. We don't want any of that. Like, we want to keep this shit interesting until at least, like, we hope, last game of the season. If it wraps up at, like, second last game, fair enough. But yeah. try and keep that shit till the end. Exactly. But you just touched on it, man. Bundesliga. We got to shout out Bayern Munich for winning their 10th straight Bundesliga title. And they won it, I think, in a nice way over their their rivals of Dortmund. And we obviously got to shout out the boy. 10th straight, bro. Like, what a league. Fucked. What a league. So, obviously, big ups to uh, Alfonso. Another yeah, what title, is it, man. bro? Fucking twenty-one. I forgot how many titles yet or trophies. Yes, I think it's 11. over ten. Yeah, eleven. Like, that was his eleventh, eleventh title. <laughs> that was his fourth straight Bundesliga. Crazy. But the wild thing is, bro, he, Kingsley Coman. This guy's got bare titles. Where else he played PSG? Juve. PSG Juve. He's got eleven. He's, he's or no, He's got 10 straight titles himself, I think, or something like that. League titles? League titles. 
And he's 25 or something like that. Yeah, so he's definitely in like the 20s for fucking titles. Yeah, That's he's got crazy. <laughs> BSG, Juve, Bayern Munich. He's just collected trophies. Yeah. Which is mad, mad. mad. Because he's just doing it. And I think one of the seasons when he got transferred, both teams had won. So he technically got both titles. True, yeah. <laughs> so that's what helps him Fucking get out crazy. But he's been on the scene and he's been collecting, which obviously takes us to PSG, man. As we said, wrapped up the league. They won it with a... All they needed was a point, I believe. And they played long. And Messi delivered with a worldie. But they drew. They clinched they drew, their title. Man. They drew, but they clinched their title, man. Would you say that them clinching that title, do you still think with that squad that they had, like underperforming the season? Oh, 100%, bro. And I went to go check because I missed the... I want to try and catch the end because I wanted to see like what players were like after the game when they won. I'm just like... <laughs> they didn't look... They looked like they knew they needed, they needed a lot more this season. I just saw Neymar name standing around there. Killian and stuff. I was there celebrating the locker room after, but like you can see it. So it's like, you know, you underperformed that's this season. They know they, it. they knew like that was their trophy already. Yeah. Exactly. Type, type five. Like, oh yeah. We didn't they much we obviously didn't much rather the Champions League than uh if they just won the Champions League, I would have said that would have been a better season. Obviously. Oh yeah, of course. That's the one they're gonna constantly, constantly. That's the one they need. But if you have that squad, that's gotta be the expectation as well. But they're they're in, I'm interested to see where they go from here because Obviously, you think they're going to lose uh, Mbappe. They're saying Poch might leave now, too. It's just like did you see Leonardo, who's, too. Did you see who's linked to replace him? Yeah, Conte. And then, um, like, is Messi going to stick around? His name, like, who knows? So, yeah, I'm interested to see where PSG goes from here. Yeah, it's a weird one because I did see Neymar say, like, oh, the fans were whistling me while well, I have, like, three years left in my contract. And then I read somewhere that Messi's going to stay another year. But that Conte rumor is hilarious because yo if spurs don't make champions league i actually think he might dip oh i never but did you really think uh conte is gonna be a guy to stick around for a long time he never is he never is especially with that club i wouldn't be surprised if they should just take potch back to be honest just do slow swap (laughs) they're trying to reunite the band they're trying to get erickson back they're trying to get potch back trying to think of what other wastemans they'd bring back to that club man but yeah, PSG, man. We'll see. Cause I don't know. It just sucks. Yeah, the squad. That squad you have, man. You gotta be winning. You gotta be in at least the semifinal of the Champions League, at least. Minimum. They blew it against. Blew it against Madrid. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell, but man. MLS, man. Let's head back to North America as we wrap it up. Uh, this game, I went to bed last night, and I went to bed, and I checked the score of TFC versus New York City FC. And they're up 2-0. I went, okay, word. They might might pull this off. I woke up to all your guys' messages. I seen the notification from the game. 5-4, bro. Bro, I didn't even see, like, I I didn't watch the game, but, like, I saw um, when, um, yeah, someone said they're up 2-0. I was like, okay, sick. And then I saw 5, and I saw it was 4-2. So I'm like, oh, fuck these guys. I thought they were up 4-2. And I was like, oh, the fuck, they're down. Then I saw final 5-4. I was like, holy shit. It's a fucking wild game, man. Wild yeah, game. they went. It was 2-0, 5-2, Yeah. So I was like, what the fuck? Wild game on the stupid small pitch, man. Baseball field. 
It's fucking Mets, I, Mets Stadium. I cannot believe that these guys are. They played in like four or five different baseball stadiums since the start of the year. Yeah, because yeah, of scheduling, scheduling they, they, and everything. They, they, ba- they bounce back and forth from Yankees and uh, Mets. Just fucking weird. Build them a stadium, man, or just play in Red Bull. So they played their Champions League game, I think, at Red Bull Arena. They should do that. They just do it like AC Milan and Inter Milan, as we were talking about. Yeah. Share, share a stadium. Share a change, stadium. The, change the banners. Change a couple of colorways. Like, who cares? Yeah, but to be playing a fucking baseball field is fucking retarded. With your little fucking <laughs> little banner, little championship banner they have in the corner. Man. Shambles of a club, man. But they they perform well. They obviously wanted, got a ring last year. But tough for TFC to get that get that result. Um, but that but that Jimenez again, bro. Steel. Steel. This guy, good, man. Those are the ones where it's like, no one really knows of that guy's name and no one knows who he is. And then when he signs, everyone's like, who, who, who? That's and also then, good. That's good scouting too, man. Like Incredible scouting. He's performed. He's performed. Because yeah, some, some guys don't um, fucking always adjust right away. But if he can, if uh, what's his name can come over too and they can strike up a little partnership and look out bro, second half of the year. Yeah, that link up could be huge. Insignia, yeah. Insignia is still sick to think that he's coming. It's soon. It's soon. I know. Wow. Yeah, but we got Montreal, man. Montreal also six games unbeaten. They look like they're finding some form. But uh, our boys on the West Coast, man, Vancouver are fucking still, <laughs> still, still struggling. They're one, one and seven to start the season or something like that. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's brutal. And at the quarter mark of what's going on, Toronto's allowed like 17 goals. Montreal's allowed 17 goals. And Vancouver's allowed 17 goals. Only San Jose's allowed more goals than them. They're in shambles, man. Absolute shambles. But they need that's, to what we've seen, that's what we've seen them from them since they've been in MLS, really. No real cons- consistency. Exactly. But go on to the shout-outs, man. First one is to my guy. My hey, go on your little Hector random scrubbing charger. My phone's my computer buzzer. I keep going. Go. Oh, okay, I Hector. love this. I got a little solo monologue here. Hector Bellerin and Real Betis, they won the Copa del Rey over Valencia in penalties this past weekend. And the parade is actually happening today in Sevilla. It's just an incredible story. You might remember the manager, Pellegrini, has come in and He's the one who won that. He's won a title, the league with City. Old as fuck in his Kappa jacket and his gear looking drippy. And the fact that they just won it, it was the first title that they've brought to Betis since 2003, I believe. So it's been time. And their captain, Joaquin, 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 however the fuck you want to say it. He won the title when he was 17 at Betis. And now he's 40 and he captained the side for them winning it. So it's kind of like a feel good story with that as well. And our boy Hector, my guy Hector, assisted the first goal. Don't say our boy, bro. (laughs) I don't even know why. Assisted the first goal. I'm just happy for him. Yo, Real Betis is actually kind of like a cool club. They get overlooked by Sevilla a lot. They They share the city with them. No one really has taken them, but this year they've had a really good season. And to cap it off with the Copa del Rey is dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, obviously the win the Copa del Rey in that league, in that uh, 
country if it's not Barca or Madrid or Atletico. So, so it's obviously big ups to them. But fuck yeah, exactly. Man. Fuck Bro, but... Do you have you seen their kits, the Capo ones? Yeah, hard. I like that color as well. That green kind of is like growing on me. Yeah, the green, the green and white is nice though. Yeah, I like. I like it. Nice. We got a, a Canadian shout out next because Tejan Buchanan scored his first goal in Europe. Boom, 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 boom. And their one one nil win over Royal Antwerp on the weekend. The Belgian league is weird though because like, is that they, a playoff? So I was just gonna say that how they do yeah. it is like they they break their league in like half. So now they have like, but their season it's not like new games. So like wherever they are at the table, they stop it like the top four. And then they just play like a home and away with those teams. Oh, and then, and then like first place gets Champions League qualification, blah, blah, blah. And then the second group gets the Conference League qualification. So whoever finishes like fifth or whatever in that. So it's kind of Weird. It's cool in a way. It's kind of like a playoffs, but not a playoffs because you still say if you're on like 58 points. And yeah, someone I know. else is like on like forty, and then they someone just beat you no in that. Yeah. yeah, you could t- potentially have no chance either way. But um, yeah, they won their first one, which is obviously big. But that Union, I forgot the name of the club. The Union one, they won as well, and they're at the top right now. But um, Bruges, Bruges doing well. They got to play the next what five games, something like that, to to hopefully get back into Champions League football. Shout out to Tejan, bro. It's my favorite favorite player to watch, favorite attacking player in Canada to watch, man. Baller. Absolute baller. It's good Who that I'm he's sh- getting off the mark, man. Who I'm sure, yeah. I've been hearing good things so far. I've watched a few games because so they have them on. They have some of the Bruce games on the zone. So I've seen a few of them. And he's, he's looked good every game I've watched. So I think he continues that this rest of this season into um, obviously the World Cup and into next season. I think he's due for another move, too. So... Shout out to him, bro. He's a fucking baller, that kid. Shout out to our other young baller on the on the lady side, Jesse Fleming, with a fucking banger against yes, our, Spurs. Our, our favorite female player, bro, Jesse Fleming, and baller. She, baller, like her skill level, like her techie skill level, is, is mad different. impressive. Yeah, different, bro. Yeah, but what a fucking strike, man! Holy, against the, yep. against the against the scum too. Bro, to step to step into it, like from where she took it from, to even have yeah. like the confidence to be like, "Yo, I'm gonna hit this," and I'm gonna just drive through the ball and smash that. Bro, stupid, stupid. Yeah, no. She, for me, she's the best Canadian player right now, and she's only gonna get better at Chelsea. Yeah. I really, I really rate their manager, and she's yeah. really <clears throat> regarded in women's football and world football. And at her age, playing under some of those, like that Kerr from Australia, as a yeah, baller, yeah, yeah. Like, she got a lot of good players on her team, and she's got eight goals and seven assists in all competitions this year with Chelsea, which is pretty good numbers for someone that doesn't consistently start and comes off the bench majority of the time. Good for her, man. It's good to see all those girls playing in Europe, man. A lot of Canadian girls over there now. So that's sick. It's going to be bets. better for the national team, man. Yeah, so good for her. And we we could have mentioned it earlier when we talked about tfc but we got to give a shout out to former guest jonathan osorio this guy made his 300th appearance for tfc yeah, crazy bro build three a statue bills. Three build bills. a statue crazy. outside of bmo 300 appearances 
That's lots, man. So crazy, man. But no, big ups to him, bro. Oh, so 300 is crazy, honestly. That's a lot of fucking football, bro. Gotta be Especially like, for one club. One club. Yeah, that too is like mm-hmm. amazing. But like, gotta stay healthy. Like all these stuff that happens, staying healthy. Like you're saying for one club, not to move away. Just been in the line in, in the lineup consistently for the last however long, how many years. So yeah, good for him, bro. 300 is crazy. And he assisted the first goal yesterday as well. Yeah, he's been doing it. It's been a good start to the season for him too. Yeah. And scoring a few assists too. So yeah. Playing well, man. This guy's in his prime at the minute, doing well oh, yeah. with the national team. So yeah, shout out to him. As we take it to our club, I like when I could say our and you're not gonna jump out. Forge. Getting its first W of the season. Forge, man. Yeah, 3-0. Looked like a comfortable win. I saw the highlights. Um, missed the game, but I saw the highlights. Looked like a comfortable comfortable win against, I think, the FC Edmonton. So, back on track, man, for Forge. At home, three points. And two for that... Uh, I'm gonna forget Tristan? Tristan? Campbell? Is it a Campbell, I think? Yeah, something like that. Tristan. The one who Campbell came... The, yeah, the striker that came from uh, for, or, um, Pacific. Uh, got, his, got his first goals. Yeah, got his first goals. So uh, okay, yeah, he missed a pen and then tapped it in. Was that yeah. okay? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah I seen yeah. that. I seen that. I seen that. So first, um, um, yeah, but first, first up, one. so they're back in the win column, man. Exactly. And more bangers so, again this week. Did you see? Uh, I think it was Valor against uh, uh, Athleti Ottawa. Six, bro. It scored like six goals on them. I got a touchdown. Yeah, it was four one at half, but one of them was a banger, bro. Again, from distance, it was crazy. But all these goals in these leagues have been mad. And I heard D-Rose's son scored again, too. He scored again. He had It was midweek, I believe, and he had a banger. But it was kind of like a in the bottom left corner. Yeah, it was about a bottom. Yeah. One of those ones. Not like a flyer like the previous one. But, yeah, still a quality yeah, good finish. Good for him because he's young. I don't even know how old he is, bro. He's, I'm pretty sure he's still teen, maybe 20, teen. But he's young. So good for him. Yeah, definitely, man. Um Keep an eye on that CPL and those Golazos. Definitely helping the league out and helping the neutrals come and see and check it out. Our next shout-out goes to uh, Kadisha Buchanan. Obviously, we had a couple of Canadian ladies playing in the Champions League semifinals. Of the first, yes. the Ashley Lawrence on the other side, Jordan Hutma on the other side. But Kadisha came through on the first leg with Lyon three, over two. PSG 3-2. Th- yeah, the French league is... There's some ballers in that league because the French, the French national team is really good. And you, know who's, you know who's scary is Barca, Barca women. Barca too now, yeah, you're right. Barca women they popped off. Yeah, just cool. Like they're selling it for those classicals. They're selling out uh, Camp Nou, which is dope for the women. It's unbelievable. 90,000 90, at the games, and they smashed Wolfsburg like four, I think five one or six one or something like that. First leg like, of semifinal. Yeah. So I also hope. Yeah. So I hope the Champions League gets bigger and bigger over the years for the women too, which will be sick. But like I watched, yeah, I was saying I watched the first like ten minutes of that PSG uh, Leon game. So I saw the first goal and this big striker for PSG, this beast, this girl, scored a nice little goal. But I was like, holy, oh, there's baller. They're ballers, man. The women don't sleep. More exposure and get them on yeah. the stage, man. Don't and sleep. And I guess the last one, man. Shout out to Rudiger. Guys finally decided. I kind of like this one. Well, it took a while. But we talk about all these transfer rumors and what's going to be happening. We kind of touched about it with PSG. But this guy's finally come out. Tuchel 
admitted it. He said he's not going to be with the club. He's gone with Chelsea, man. For me and Chelsea now, with all this shit going on with the ownership and that, like you need a couple of CBs coming in because he was your best one. Easy. And rumors Easily. of Eric Christensen, Christensen going to Barca. Going to Barca. But, but for because it's looking like he's going to Madrid, Rudiger. That is a massive signing for them. Him and Alaba at the back. They got a, a good a partnership. Strong, they got a strong rotation now that they can yeah. actually work around because they got Eder Militao still there. They can even push Alaba <laughs> to go back to the left back so he can rotate with Mendy. They can switch it up and play. like They can be very versatile. The man's sure making about 9, 10 mil a year or something like that. His reported contract's going to be. Yeah, but I think it's Perez. Perez has been watching. President's been watching Barca, bro. I think it's like, okay, we need some, we need some reinforcements because Barca are starting to do a madness again. They so really Rudiger are. in probably Mbappe too, but Spain, Spain, Spain might be back. That two hours race will should be back next season. Should be nice, bro. We need to hope so. But also, we you know have to talk because we've been we've been seeing. Uh, uh, Fab Fabrizio tweeting about Holland, man, and City, which would be like, fuck me, man. The fucking rich get richer, bro. Been dealing with it our entire lives, man. <laughs> the rich get richer. It's I just hate. Like, I hate the rich. I don't. It's not even that. Like it's. I hate a city, but like whatever. It'll be sick to watch them in the in the Prem. So it's looking like it's pretty much a done deal. It'll be sick to watch them in the Prem. Just makes the league better. But just for my club, just where it's just the gap is just. It's gonna stay the gap, big, big gap for a long time. Those two that, teams that'll be, be very interesting. Those two teams at the top, it's gonna to take serious work, recruitment, and years mm-hmm. to even catch up to those two. Yeah, but yeah, you know, like what Klopp has done with Liverpool didn't take when did they start when they started really catching getting close to the city, it took them about maybe like three three C three years, three, four years. Yeah. So it wasn't too bad, but he had the backing and he's made great signings too. But I'm interested to see who else City goes after because I don't think that will be it. And they're saying what? I'm hearing Gabby might go over to uh to your you you guys, man, too. They're saying Personal. potentially. <laughs> this guy heard the rumors and scored four goals on the weekend and said, no, 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 you can't, you can't get rid of me, bro. <laughs> I'm staying. I Let me go over there. That was what so, killed me. Just guy, I don't know if he's just trying to up his price or if he was just like, no, 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 for real, I could play. Keep is he? Is his contract done? I think so. Yeah. Okay. But I don't think so because I think we have to pay. I don't know. All I've seen is the amount that he would earn, and they kind of like want to like double his wages, which I don't know. I just think we have about- too many. We got too many Gabriels. We got Gabriel at the back. We got Gabriel Martinelli. Gabriel Jesus is just a little too much Gabriel for me, man. I think it wouldn't be a bad it wouldn't be a bad signing, but if I'm Arsenal and I'm if you make the Champions League, it's like you need something more than that as a striker. Osman to really what Osman Victor Osman from Napoli. You need more than that too. <laughs> you need a guy who's gonna be banging in goals in, in uh, Champions League in the Prem, bro. We'll see. We will. Let's we'll let's see. get the let's hope that the end of the season goes well and Champions League football is there, but let's not get our hopes up. It seems a lot of Arsenal fans think it's done already, bro. Well, fan bases are annoying and Twitter is even more annoying. 
The fucking kill kills me every time. That fucking troops kills me, man. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is a fucking menace, bro. Fuck Arsenal, man. Unbelievable. It's terrible, but I try. I try and not go on it just because of the comments and the stupidity that I see, and like the unnecessary like rivalness. But I guess that's what Twitter is. That's what we're here for. <laughs> exactly. Anything else, Chief? I think that's it. Yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> you, thank you. If you got to this point in the episode, we're at the very, very end. Hope you enjoyed it. Again, go check us out on our socials if you haven't already. Just Offside Pod on Instagram and on Twitter. Give it a follow, like some shit, share some shit. Check us out on YouTube, Just Offside Podcast. Thanks for listening to the episode. It's me, Mike Pavella. And Keith McCubia. We'll see y'all again soon. Later.